0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.
1: But before we get to any of that, we'll be talking now to Aidan Donnelly of Davies. And we look through some of the market movers of the last 48 hours and also some of the morning's papers as well. Good morning to you, Aidan. Good morning, Emmett. How are you? Very well, indeed. Let's start with the papers and get them out of the way before we move on to various corporate developments, Intel, which I mentioned there. Uh, I suppose one of the most interesting ones straight away is in the Irish Independent, which is on the whole housing theme. Uh, We're learning that ISIF, which is a government agency that's the strategic investment fund, are to stick 400 million into new housing developments. So this is an attempt to try and stimulate the market even further. What do you make of the idea?
0: Yeah. Look, I I I think there's a there is a track record here. Um, ICE have already have an existing housing related commitment of about one point two billion, and it looks as if they're they're going to get up uh, get up to an extra four hundred million, be made available for them to to do this. Now, we obviously, you know, the the. the it's more than just throwing money at the the problem in this case. There's, there's lots of other bottlenecks within the within the industry. But I think, you know, when you look at, uh, at ISAF, as I said, the they've, they've 1.2 billion, they they have so far to build uh, just over 11,000 homes. And the fund is targeting the delivery of 25,000 homes by 2025. So, they, you know, they have feet on the ground. They're doing a, a decent bit. And, and I suppose when you think of all of the other agencies that could get involved at least this is one where you know the state is giving money to somebody who's obviously working away on it getting the job done and you know, while, while while they're doing that, it, it probably makes sense rather than trying to dilute it out with uh, with, with other state agencies getting involved that you, you just back somebody who's already operating there.
1: Yeah, there, there's a logic there, isn't there? If I could turn your attention to people who aren't as worried about housing or securing a house is our leading corporate leaders, Executive Pay in the Irish Times this morning. They've looked at last year's markets, which were a disaster for equity markets, you know, all kinds of leading stocks that really got hammered. Nevertheless, it uh, Median pay in the executive sector was 1.6 million, a nice tidy sum, as measured against the median pay for the ordinary worker, which was 41,000. Now, we're not going to get into a big debate about those inequalities in the short time we have, but what do you make of the figures? Um, you know, it, it means that a lot of these share awards were a lot smaller than usual, although they, a lot of these guys will expect to recover a fair bit uh, this year as markets are doing much better.
0: Yeah, like I, I, you know, to be fair to Joe Brennan, he's 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 got the microscope out and he's gone through all of the various different bits and pieces, and there's a huge amount of information in here. Just, look, there's ultimately a few things here. I think that that. You know, they, they, not all things are created equal. Where you, you, you know, in some cases, you look at somebody like Eamon Rockwell and they've included in the dividends that he gets paid because he has has shares in the company. Now, if he owned other, other, other um, dividends, other companies and got dividends, they wouldn't be putting that into a salary. So there's, there's a few bits and pieces on it like that. And I think the other thing, you know, as you said, the median salary is 1.6 million. But then when you look at the, 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 um, you look at the spectrum over which these games um, it goes from, from, from the, the top. Uh, who's the Albert Manifold in in CRH? He's twelve point one million. And you go down to the other end of the spectrum where you have the you know the the, the CEOs in a r b and 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 permanent CSB because of the state uh, restrictions and on, on their salaries, their you know, your packages are looking at as a half a million and things like that. So a, there is a massive spectrum across this. And you know the other thing I think that that some people often forget is you know when you when you are starting to factor in the share prices and and, and, and share awards and things like that. When the market has a bad year, it's not necessarily anything due to, you know, what the CEO has done uh, at the company. They might have been in a difficult industry and things like that. Um, or they might might have done a very, very good job. And yet because the, the stock market is down, they, they get impacted now. The flip side is when when you have a year like this, when when the share price is going up, you know you could argue that maybe they're getting paid for for not doing a whole lot. So there, there, there's an awful lot in this that you can't necessarily say, uh, uh, you know, draw a whole lot of conclusions to. I think it's probably interesting. People will be interested just to see. Some of the numbers that the various different people are getting and how it's made up, I think yeah. that's probably of more interest to people.
1: Yeah, the who's who. I um, mean, it's one of these league tables that you, you prefer to be on than not on. If you're a uh, leading, I'm not, sure, I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure that that you'd want to necessarily to be on it when everybody knows then exactly how much. Yeah. You get paid it's like <laughs> a man I
1: used to know who was on the Irish uh, Rich List Sunday Times, and he used to say, "I have no interest in, in what that is." But <laughs> after about two seconds, you could find out that he quite a lot of interest in whether he was yeah. whether he was up or down on the list. Let me bring you on to something else. We which is lotteries. Um, Sometimes we just play the game. We don't think much about the finances behind it, but um, there has been a big cash out there on post among the groups coming out for a price of 350 million. Like this is a a big corporate deal in Irish terms by any scale. Um, A French company coming in. What, What do you make of the details here, Aidan?
0: I actually think it's an interesting one. And it's probably something that uh, really, when you think about it, it's happening globally where there are dedicated lottery operators uh, uh, around the world. And, and the one in this case is the French lottery operator, Le Francais du Jeu, uh, or FDJ, as they're, they're also known. And they're going to, to basically acquire Premier Lotteries Ireland and um, which was owned by obviously on post but also the the Ontario state teachers fund and 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 I think there was one other shareholder uh, the pension fund actually on post pension fund as well were junior partners in there and um, and what you're seeing ultimately is that an awful lot of these companies are being bought up by pro- by pure lot- lottery operators, and and it does make sense because you're you know you've got an awful lot of economies of scale, you've got a lot, you know you know you've got expertise there. Now, this is this is obviously you know the national lottery will be continued to be owned by the state, but it's operated under a twenty year license. That license was sold in 2014 for 405 million, and um, so if you think about it, um you know, the, the, the there there is less than ten years left to run, and yet this, the the price they're getting is three hundred and fifty, and they only paid four hundred and five at, at nearly a decade ago. So actually, it's it's probably not a bad price. You, you know, all of things have yeah. been equal. I you suppose, would have thought that yeah. it should be about two hundred. You know, the only
1: risk is is you know will people continue to play at the same numbers as there is a lot of other distractions. Oh, can, can I bring? I you on? think they will. And I bring you on to the other piece of news overnight, which is Intel. We're all very focused on this company because of league slip. And, they amount of people employed there. They have been in the doldrums for several years. They've had their lunch stolen on them by a number of companies and just the technology has moved on. But a decent set of results, certainly the share price uh, came on very strongly. What, what, is this a kind of a full-on Intel rebound, do you think,
0: Look, I I, I think oh, there's a few things going on. As you said, the stock price was strong after it was up nearly eight percent. The numbers themselves, they, you know, they beat revenue expectations. They also beat earnings expectations. Um, they, there's a new management have gone in. That, you know, as you said, there has been an issue over the last couple of years with that they've fallen behind technologically from you know, on the likes of of AMD and NVIDIA and places like that. But actually. You know, I, I there is definitely the evidence that you know the the tide is turning, albeit slowly, because the other thing that they've had to deal with in the last year is this is a significant slowdown in the industry overall. And and again, you know, when we look through the details on this on on, on this earnings call, you're seeing that those industry headwinds haven't gone away. Um, we, we still see inventory uh, is quite high, but it's been worked down through. We are starting to see uh, slight improvements in the, um, the the PC demand, albeit off very, very low numbers. And then there's a lot of change going on within the data centers because, you know, we, we've seen enterprises pull back on, on the amount of, of capex they're doing within the data centers, but at the same time, we do have all this talk and hype about AI and generative AI and what's that going to mean for data, the data center business. Certainly, the, the CEO hyped AI an awful lot on, on, on the earnings call yesterday and, and sees big opportunities for the company, at the, the client, and, and what's called the edge um, in in data. Aiden, you'll have to
1: you'll have to wash your mouth out. Do not associate hype with AI, please. You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> there's no froth in there whatsoever. Listen, we'll have Absolutely to leave it there. Not. We'll have to leave it there. We were going to do a bit on Ford, um, which are interesting numbers, but we've just run out of time, unfortunately. But that is Aiden Donnelly, who is from Davy Stockbrokers. Breakfast business with
0: Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.